Hello, and welcome back to Skilling It. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self care ideas with a biblical basis using current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. Hello, welcome to episode five, The Art of Conflict Resolution. Um, So what I want to talk about is the way we handle conflict and the effects it leaves in our lives. Some of the things that are affected by our conflict resolution skills or sometimes lack thereof, obviously our relationships our bodies, our legacies with family and friends. And do you know what? In both the home and the workplace, our productivity, conflict handled poorly can be an energy drain. It leads to distraction. Um, That You know what? The distraction part is why I'm doing this podcast. I heard a story this week and my daughter told a story about driving home after picking or dropping off her children at school. And as she's driving on a um, country road, she saw two birds in the middle of the road going at it. So they were on the opposite side from where she was driving. So she had probably too good of a view. These birds, it's mating season and these birds are just at each other. Then she sees an oncoming car coming straight for them. I don't know if I need to tell the rest of the story, but um, bam. And she looked in the rear view mirror and sure enough, the birds met a very bad demise. So what now? So here's the question, like, what now? Of course, we know birds and nature, right? That this, these kinds of things happen. But this also is kind of representative of what I see in some of the work I do um, and working with people. So let me tell you what some of the things that we can find in the Bible. First of all, Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Folks, I know that it is not always possible to live at peace with everyone. There are people in our lives sometimes that we just struggle with. Okay. So, um, if, so what I'm going to do today is just kind of lay out some, some, um, ideas and concepts about conflict to get you thinking. Um, I probably will continue and have another episode. I'm not sure when, and, but let's just start talking about some of the components of conflict and uh, some other things. So first of all, I'm sharing from Dr. Robert Bolton's book, People Skills. 
And what he says about conflict is, first of all, it's unavoidable. He says at best, it's disruptive. At worst, it's destructive. And once it erupts, it's really difficult to control. It really can get away from from us. Conflict occurs when we don't get something we do want or we do get something we don't want. So think about that for a minute. Can you think about a time where either one of those occurred and conflict ensued? The other thing about conflict is it detaches from the initial cause. So an idea about that, let's say um, my husband asked me to do some paperwork and you know what, I just got really busy and I didn't get that paperwork done. And so he gets frustrated and mad and now we're in a conflict. He generally doesn't do this. So just know that I'm telling a story. Um, and maybe we go to bed mad at each other. We wake up in the morning. We're still mad. We can't even remember why we're mad. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm guffawing at myself. So that's an example of how it detaches from its initial cause. The other problem about conflict, it kind of has a life of, it, of its own. It continues long after the thing has been resolved. We still have these residual feelings of being angry. Um, and you guys know, so I'm preaching to the choir here that it can cause stress and stress is exhausting. So let me talk about the impact of stress for a minute. So what happens when we get into a stress mode is that adrenaline is released in our body. And what the job of adrenaline is to help us through emergencies. That is so great, you guys. You've probably felt that if you've been in an emergency. But you know what? When we have adrenaline release on a regular basis, it can be really harmful. So some, um, it can cause, so, well, let me go back. So some of the things that can cause us stress, right? Traffic jams, news, job related stress, technology, relational situations, um, you can add to the list. It could be illness happening. It could be money um, issues. So all of these things kind of just keep us in this constant release of adrenaline. And what happens then, um, some of the things that can happen when adrenaline and cortisol, another um, hormone that's released when we're under stress, we can get, have chronic hypertension, coronary blood vessel damage, heart attack. Listen to this one, digestive problems. That's all this IBS stuff going on. Um, <clears throat> reproductive issues, compromised immune system, memory and learning issues, poor judgment and poor impulse control and disturbed sleep patterns. If any of you have any of these issues, it could be because 
of the impact of stress in your life. Um, so then some of the signs that we're stressed out, because here's the thing, our lives are really fast and they're really full of a lot of things. So sometimes we kind of slide into that stress you know, without really being aware of it. So here are some signs, just, this is just a couple. So be thinking about these signs that of stress. So first is impatience. Along with that goes irritability. Another one is anxiety. Uh-oh, this next one, poor conflict resolution skills. That means we just have some kind of emotional outburst or we just cut people off or whatever it is we're doing. And the last one is reduced willpower. Um, then the benefits of conflict that is handled skillfully this is really interesting to think about. So when we are able to handle conflict well, it can prevent stagnation. Maybe um, in a relationship you have, you guys keep going around the same issue, same issue, and then you have it out and, and um, well, I shouldn't say it like that. You talk it out. That's so much better. Um, and you know, so you kind of get rid of that stagnant conflict you've been having. Um, it can create interest and curiosity. Okay. It fosters creativity. Maybe that's through the brainstorming process. It helps in the development of children. It is so good for our children and grandchildren to watch us um, deftly handle conflict, to see us do it well, to sit down at the table and say, let's talk about this issue. We may not, you know, we may not agree, but let's talk about it. That is so amazing for children because one of the, um, one of the things I didn't read and I'm not sure why, but I'm going to talk about it right now is that severe stress can really affect children. In fact, it can stagnate their growth process. <clears throat> so anyways, going on, uh, Conflict handled skillfully can encourage personal and intellectual growth, right? You know, sometimes even let's say we have a conflict. Let's go back to checking my conflict. I didn't do what I promised to do. He got upset. You know what I should do is I should, you know, sit with him and say, um, I apologize for not following through and something like maybe how did, how did it make you feel? Cause I guarantee if I understand the effect it had on him, I'm going to have to really be thinking the next time I blow off a chore, I decide, you know, I had promised to do. And then another thing, Obviously, you can see through uh, what I've said is that conflict handled skillfully can help create and renew relationships. So I just kind of provided an example of that. And so here's the thing. Conflict is made more complex in relationships by our interdependence. That's our need for intimacy mixed with our need for independence. Oh my gosh, that is a 
big one. <clears throat> so when we come back, we are going to talk about, I love this, needless conflict, conflict prevention. I'm going to tell you about pie. Have to come back to know what that is. And then I'm going to do a little bit of conflict prep. So I want to address conflict in children, not with children, but conflict and children for just a minute. And what I want to say, because I often see that people, adults, try to hide conflict from children, but children know or they feel when something is not right. Okay. So I'm talking about when there's some kind of secret or conflict going on, they don't always know what is wrong. They just know something is wrong. And the problem here is when we're not, um, demonstrating productive conflict resolution skills and everybody's angry, no one's talking, children often internalize and personalize, um, you know, the issue and, and blaming it on themselves. They don't know. They just feel they did something wrong. That's why everybody's mad. So I just wanted to come back to that and point out another reason to demonstrate really healthy and robust conflict resolution skills. The other thing I want to talk about before I get into needless conflict is that, you know, I don't know who's listening, um, but some, you, you may be thinking, oh, this is a good, you know, podcast for yourself. But I want to let you know that this is a really <laughs> good podcast for myself. <clears throat> because what happens with all of us, me included, is that when I get into conflict, my emotions, I am just, you know, all of the hormones are going, you know, the adrenaline, the cortisol, all of the things are just floating through my body, coursing through my body is a better word. And I'm angry, I'm distracted, I'm, you know, putting together my justification for what I'm going to do or whatever, right. And um, so this is a really good one for me to go back to when I need it. And I'll know when I need it. And so just know that it's not, not, uh, I'm doing this for me probably first and anybody else who wants to listen, welcome. So let's hit needless conflict. These are kind of reasons for conflict that, you know, we really just need to rethink these types of things. So the first one is rigidity or inflexibility. I just am not going to listen to another person's opinion. It, this is the way it should be. Bam. Okay. So we heard in the first part of the podcast, <laughs> one of the things BAM can connote. And that means that when those two poor birds got hit by a car because they were fighting it out, duking it out in the middle of the road, 
was there, bam, right? Um, defensiveness. Now, do you guys know uh, someone who is really defensive? It really puts us on edge. It has us walking on eggshells and it really creates a lot of conflict. So along with that is relationship climate. The, the, this could be people who have either a win-lose mentality. We call that zero-sum in conflict resolution, I if they if the other person wins, I lose. That's not always how conflict works. When it's handled well, um, there can be mutual agreement. Another thing that is needless, it could be in the home, it could be in the workplace, it could be on teams, it could be um, in lots of places, is unclear rules, policies, and procedures. So if you've worked in an, uh, in an institution or an industry, maybe you've seen some of this, like people don't understand what's happening. Why are things changing? This could be at home too, right? So we have to be super clear with our rules, our policies, and, and any procedures that go along with them. Um, so another thing, right, that goes with that really well is change. Change <clears throat> um, produces needless conflict. The change and the methods for introducing it, right? So if you, um, sometimes if you can bring people along, it's really helpful rather than just kind of doing that whiplash sort of change. Um, and then of course, a poor means for settling conflict. So if you have never been very good at it, I'm going to give you some things to think about it. Sometimes let's go back to that zero sum. I win, you lose. Maybe that could be the loudest person. That is not conflict resolution. That is me being loud and the other person backing down is <clears throat> pretty much, um, you know, that's very aggressive behavior. Sometimes it could be a bullying type of thing. Um, and then my, this last one on needless conflict is something I want you guys to think about. It's always kind of been my favorite and I've always been intrigued by this last one. And it's what, it's what, uh, Robert Bolton calls emotional plague. So I'm going to say that again, emotional plague. And do you know what this is? <clears throat> this is people who behave in destructive ways to others who don't even pose a threat to them. Basically, they're mean just to be mean. Okay. So those are some of the needless um, sources of conflict. So now I want to talk about just some kind of conflict mitigation and or prevention methods. And I'm just going to go through this list um, and give you something to, to think about. So the first one is kind of getting rid of your uh, barriers to active listening. So let me say it another way. If you want to resolve or begin to learn how to resolve conflict well, Work on your listening skills. I have a listening podcast. Go back and find it. I believe it's in season one. <clears throat> but listening, active and even empathic listening is amazing. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean we don't say our opinion. And well, I'll get to that in a minute. 
And then reflective listening, kind of letting them know that um, you heard and understood their point, what they're trying to say. The next one is assertion skill. So being assertive. And that is so the way you would use that in conflict resolution is you would listen first. You would reflect back what you heard and then you would express your opinion. And you know what? There's some ways to do this. I'll get into this in a later podcast, but one of the ways is to do it pretty uh, briefly right? And watch your tone, watch your body language, do all of that kind of stuff. There is a huge difference between being assertive and being aggressive. Let me tell you the main difference. Assertive people, yes, they're direct, but you know what else? They also show respect. Aggressive people are direct. They do not show respect. Should I repeat that? <clears throat> I'm not gonna, but you can go back and listen again. <clears throat> and then being aware of our own behaviors that cause conflict. It could be something in our tone. It could be our words. Words are so important. It could be our body language. Um, it could be so many things. What about dumping your bucket without filling others? So you just, um, you know, you're telling all of the things that bother you, but you don't uh, even attempt to listen. I say listen first. Um, getting emotional support can be really good. You know, you guys, so <laughs> you, sometimes we wonder like, okay, am I gossiping or am I finding solutions? And really one of the main aspects to discern what you're doing is what is your intent? Are you just reiterating the story to someone who will agree with you? Or are you talking to somebody who will actually um, hold you accountable and help find a solution? That is a great question. Um, no human behavior, right? So be aware of human behavior. We all, when we're in conflict, we all have the, you know, emotions that, um, you know, kind of take over. And there's a lot of things that it's really good to know about human behavior. And then, you know, work on your tolerance and acceptance of others. We are all part of the human condition. Sometimes we just don't understand the behavior of others. Guess what? Sometimes it's not for us to understand, okay? Um, and then you guys, here is just your um, risk, you know, kind of risk appraisal. Look at the cost and consequences of conflict. There are times for little offenses that we just need to let it go. Who says that? Who sings that? Elsa, I don't know, somebody. Um, so you guys, those are really good things to begin to think about. Um, before you get into a dialogue. Next, I want to talk about three things that you will always find with conflict. You will find one, two, or all three of these at the core of conflict. Are you ready? The first one is power. The second one is identity. 
And the third one, I've said it already, is emotion. So I call that our pie, power, identity, and emotions. So take a second right now and think of the last conflict you had. Maybe you're still in it. Which of these can you see in that conflict? Is it power, identity, or emotion? Or is it all three? Often all three are in there. Um, but sometimes you can pull one out more than the others. And these are often related to our needs of and values. Um, so questions we ask in conflict, what do I need and what are my values? I am here to tell you that conflicting values are often a point in conflict. Um, and we'll, we can talk about that more later. So, you know, I'm going to kind of end this with some things to think about and a really quick conflict resolution, super, super basic um, for those who have never taken a class before. So the first thing I'm going to re recommend is step back. Stop, slow down, turn all, stop talking, turn all of the things off, go away, step back, pause, prepare, and pray for your attitude, right? So at, go, your attitude going into conflict can really be the catalyst for whether it goes well um, or doesn't go well. So questions or ideas that help prepare your mind. One, this is a great question. Am I being overly sensitive? Another one, um, can I be gentle when I speak with the other regarding this conflict? And then have you prayed instead of being anxious, okay? The final thing to prepare ourselves to go into a discussion, dialogue, are, is, I'm sorry, to think three good things about the other. You guys, I know this sounds so corny, but once you change your mindset about the other person, you can still, you know, um, discuss the issue at hand. But if you go in with a compassionate or an open mindset, it makes a world of difference. Okay. Um, so the first thing is to step back, pause, prepare, pray for your attitude. Number two, treat the other with respect. Now, if you did number well, number, I'm sorry, number one, well, number two is going to be much easier, but you're not going to cut the other person off while they're talking. You're not going to roll your eyes or shift your body or, you know, huh, or whatever it is we do. Um, so number one, remember, step back, pause, prepare, pray. Number two, treat the other with respect. Number three, listen until you've experienced the other side. So you're listening deeply. Remember, we talked about active listening, reflective listening, even empathic listening, which is a deep, deep listening. 
Okay, so number four, state your views, needs, and feelings. This is your assertive statement, and we have to really be careful how we present that. We're going to present it respectfully, honestly, don't exaggerate. Um, you're going to say how you see it, maybe as if you were a third party. And then number four, you guys can brainstorm together. What should we do? We've had this before. I think it's going to come up again. What do you want to do? Should we take a time out? Um, and then number six is, um, you know, create a solution and implement it. So I'll go over those one more time. Number one, remember that was your step back and prepare and pray phase. Number two, treat the other person with respect. Number three, listen until you've gained, uh, you've, I'm sorry, experienced the other side. Number four, state your views, needs, and feelings, your assertive statement. Remember, be respectful. Number five was brainstorm. And number six was that solution implementation. So you guys probably already do this really well. Um, like I said, I know I will be listening to this again. I'm so glad I'm doing it so that I'll have it for me. Sorry, folks. Listen, Ken Sandy is the author of Peacemaker. This is an amazing book, you guys. I love this book. And he says, tell me what you think. Conflict starts in the heart. I'll say that again. Conflict starts in the heart. James 4.1 says, what causes conflicts and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Ouch. That is a great way to end today. Hey, you can email me if you want more information on conflict coaching or training. You can find me at iheartresolution at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, thank you for joining me today and being so patient. We can all be peacemakers. This podcast is distributed on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and more. If this podcast resonated with you, please share it with someone you love. Also, you can leave me a message or you can rate this podcast. I would love a five-star rating. If you're feeling generous, support this podcast. See information in the show notes. Let's become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. You've got this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. I'm so thankful for you taking the time to listen. Now I'm done and you're skilling it.